0: Gordon. I'm R. A. Schwartz, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. This episode, we have the world-famous Meredith Minko. If you like our show, please consider joining our Patreon community. For less than a cup of coffee a month, you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the W. Like I said, we're with Meredith Minko, and we're talking the All-Star game. You were at last year, you were at this year. Say hi to the folks, and then I'm going to start grilling you on this game.
1: All right. first of all, that intro music was amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, (laughs) I'm not world known or whatever, but uh, yeah, saw everybody at All-Star weekend, fresh off uh a long stay in Vegas and um yeah it was awesome.
0: It it was ridiculous. And and speaking of, you know, good good to hang out with everyone and see everyone. I gotta talk about this because you've just been blowing up all over the WNBA Twitter sphere. Um Sue Birds retweeting you and and like direct messaging not direct messaging, well, I don't know what you call it, replying to you. Liz Cambage is is tweeting at you, throwing stuff on her Instagram uh, I mean you probably met Kobe probably, like everybody is talking about you everyone's t- I like to call you mink um because I make yep. up nicknames so I don't mess up people's names and My- everyone's all yep. about the mink right now it's it's like winter time over here <laughs>
1: uh no I don't know ever I I wouldn't say that everyone's talking about me but um that's why I really like the WNBA community because everyone has been super nice and welcoming and like to be honest, like way too nice. I don't know what I did to deserve that, but I'll take it.
0: Well, for those who maybe are sleeping under a rock, tell us a little bit about how you got into covering the W.
1: Uh, I did an internship with the Timberwolves and Lynx in twenty fifteen to twenty
0: sixteen.
1: Uh, hey, and uh, I, I like didn't really grow up a sports fan my family uh they're not huge sports fans I grew up watching the Bulls because I'm from Chicago but um and my my family friend owns the Sky actually so I went to a couple games but I didn't know much about the WNBA until I started working for the Lynx um and I just like fell in love with the team and the players and just same reason why I have fallen in love with the community like everyone on the Lynx is so nice and friendly and Um, I just really like the atmosphere. Lynx games are awesome, and um, yeah. Ever since then, I, I started with Lynx games, and then from there, I just started watching every team, and every team in the WNBA to me is likable. Like, there's really no one you can hate. Even as a Lynx fan, I should hate like Sparks, but I don't. Um, so yeah, I just think it's like an awesome environment being in like NBA world and NBA Twitter. A lot of people can be negative and mean and not all of them, but WNBA, it's pretty hard to find uh, people that aren't nice and aren't welcoming. And like, like I said, like, especially this weekend, it was just really crazy how nice everyone was to me, I guess.
0: Well, so talk to me about that. You also cover the NBA. What can you tell the people where you work? Are you
1: uh, yeah, I work for Bleacher Report. Oh, very cool.
0: And and you do cover the NBA also.
1: Yeah. So I, I am on the social team. So I cover NBA, uh, NFL, um, MLB, college basketball, college football. Um, I try to push as much WNBA as possible. So, yeah, my day job is like covering all sports, but I really only care about NBA and WNBA.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I, I think I told you this story how I – Being born and raised in Minnesota, I have uh, a lot of friends who are Timberwolves fans and they have never blinked an eyelash at my whole WNBA coverage stuff until they saw you tweet about me. And then my text messages were flooded with, holy crap, you know her. She's so cool. She's such a good Timberwolves fan and blah, 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 and this, this, and this. And I'm like, all right, cool.
1: (laughs) It's funny because I feel like I'm not a very good Timberwolves fan. Like after I watch a full link season and I see so much success and uh, not much disappointment. Um, it's kind of hard for me to get back into the Timberwolves season. I like to say, like, as soon as the wolf season ends, I am not – I try to, like, not be emotionally invested in it anymore and I just go all in on links. Like, I don't really even tweet about the Timberwolves in the off season, just because – We have such a good team that's playing, so I try to just focus on the links as much as possible.
0: Well, we we in the Twitter world appreciate that. Let's (laughs) move on to the All-Star game. Um, First of all, just initial reactions. I know you were there last year in Minnesota, um, which that was my first All-Star game. I'm not sure if that was your first All-Star game, was it?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was.
0: Very cool. So, I I mean, everyone, I don't know if you got the same reaction from people, but last year at the All-Star game, everyone kept talking about how the W and the Lynx really made a step forward. Uh, no shade to pass All-Star hosts, but there was that kind of consensus. And now we go to Vegas, and the consensus is in that it was, you know, through the roof. I don't know how anyone can top yep. this. It was just mind-blowing. But give me your reactions. I mean, you were all over the place. You were working crazy hours uh, much harder than any of us. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah, I went to both. And I would say that just because, like, I'm very comfortable in Minnesota because I lived there and worked for uh the organization and whenever i go they're very kind to me and i get to see old friends and like that was cool but in terms of like events there really wasn't much going on besides the game and then obviously they had the three point at halftime um and like i mean i still think that 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 they need to improve like there should be an event on saturday night um just because it just kind of feels like everything's over Saturday during the day and people want to leave. But like, I think this year in Vegas, since it was in Vegas, people stayed. Um, but yeah, I thought I was impressed and had fun last year. Um, I had fun at that party you guys threw too. And, um, but I just thought that this year, obviously it's Vegas. Like there's so much more to do. And that partnership with like uh, MGM, Mandalay Bay and the aces, like really, Uh, helped things as well. And yeah, I was like, I mean, I was working all weekend. So I like kind of was able to go to every event and like be up close and personal with it. And everything was ran really well for the most part.
0: It was in, I mean, I I was talking to Brittany Griner in DC last night. um, And she was just like, we felt like all-stars. And that's been kind of the consensus from the players. I mean, you land in, the airport and one of the first things you see is a giant neon sign of like all the different ads or whatever. And there's an all-star ad, you know, when, when you're walking up and down the strip, uh, the Aria or however you pronounce it has giant all like everywhere you looked in Vegas while you were there, you saw all-star signage. And Mm -hmm. that just, I mean, it was cool for me as a fan. I can't imagine for these players who are the greatest athletes in their sport. Mm-hmm. and don't get that attention or that respect constantly it must have i i mean that must have felt amazing for them and and from hearing from them it did
1: exactly i think that's something that like people in the nba world take for granted like that should be a no-brainer that whatever city a wnba uh team is playing that there should be signs everywhere but like in reality that's not how it is and just to see all the all-star stuff and like I walked into the hotel and there was like a life life size uh Liz Cambage poster and I like texted it to my family and I was like, look, this is like who I'm covering all weekend and they thought it was so cool and like just all the signage. Even like I went to an Aces game last year and uh just all the, the marketing for them there, like Vegas does a really, really good job uh marketing as soon as you get in the airport even when it's not all-star, there's aces merch and aces stuff and um I noticed I don't know if they did it for just for All-Star weekend or they do it in general, but um the blackjack tables, I didn't gamble, but I watched my friends lose a lot of money and all of them had like an Aces logo on it, which I thought was really cool.
0: That's super cool. I didn't I stay I stuck my money in the slots and
1: <laughs> how to go started- for you?
0: Oh God. Let me just say I I don't. I know. I'm like you're never gonna beat the house, but like I have pretty good slot luck, and I put in thirty bucks and left with a penny.
1: Damn, I know. I, I think that's not that bad. I, I saw a lot of people lose a lot more money. So
0: yeah, I, I had to cut myself off because I was like, no, this, this, right. this is where it ends.
1: I'm <laughs> but let's cheap. talk about yeah, what? yeah. I said I'm way too cheap to do that.
0: Oh yeah, I mean that's that's where my mindset was. I was like, oh, I should put hundred dollars because then I really won't lose. You know what I mean? Because the odds. And then I was like, Yeah, no, I'm doing twenty or thirty. <laughs> um, but that's and honestly, here's the thing: all of it was Saturday night. If they would have yeah. had an event, I would have been busy, and I would. So I blame you, WNBA, reimburse me my thirty dollars.
1: Exactly that. That's a really good argument for more events <laughs> on Saturday night.
0: So let's talk about the events, though. I mean, yes. If, if we're going to talk negative, I think the one negative... There's two critiques that I have of All-Star Weekend, and, and I want your take on this. One, the practice that they had for the teams was closed for fans. Yeah. And I'm going to be real. like It's an All-Star Game practice. Not much game planning or anything is going into that. And they're doing some goofy games, and they're dunking and stuff. And that isn't necessarily for us media. Yes, it's nice that we get to be on the court and interview them and stuff. But I feel like that's something that in the future, if we're going to change something, the fans should be there because that's an awesome experience. And to give them one more event, you know, they're coming all the way out there. They're paying for the tickets. I think that would be great. Um, And then the other thing is, is (laughs) with, if you're having a Snoop Dogg, Liz Cambage, Iggy Azalea concert, and an after party the night before, maybe, just maybe push the game to like 4 p.m., 3 p.m. I mean, like, I don't know how hard it was. I know it was hard for me to get up that morning and get my butt out of bed and get over to the game and, and get there for the, the, the interviews and and all that jazz. I can't imagine for the players who, you know, were in VIP actually hanging out with Snoop and, and all these other people. Also I met Flava Flav and he's a big WNBA fan. Did you know that?
1: Yeah, I met him too, <laughs> but yeah, he's, yeah, he, he and Chanae were, I got a video of him and Chanae talking and, uh, yeah, he's a big WNBA fan. He really wanted a picture with Liz, which I thought was funny.
0: That that is hilarious. Um,
1: yeah, I agree. I agree with what you said. Was the practice closed off last year too? I the practice
0: remember. was open last year.
1: Yeah. So I and I remember like fans having a lot of fun because like Skylar Diggins was like sitting in the stands and shooting, trying to shoot from there, and she was with everybody and people like that. Um, yeah and it gives them also an
0: opportunity you know get photos and like random autographs and stuff. yeah i and,
1: also yeah. feel that like the game was so early like i that night i got like three hours of sleep and um i i just feel like I, and i can't blame the players but like since there was so much going on in vegas i feel like the game itself was like by the time it happened everyone was kind of I don't know. There were just so many events and parties for them before, like just kind of live it up then. And then just like chill in the game. Like I definitely noticed a lot of players just like having fun and not really like trying, which I cannot, cannot blame anyone.
0: I'm not going to, I'm not going to name names, but there is a few players who after the mystics Mercury game last night, and and I was asking them, or I guess whenever you're listening to this, the other night, um, Mm -hmm. I was asking them about that, and they're like, let's be real. We're adults here. There's definitely some people who were still a little bit drunk by the time the game was coming around.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, that I mean, was so early. I'm not sure why.
0: Oh, my God. And like th- All right, let's put this into perspective for the fans. The game starts at 1230. That means players have to be there, what, two to three hours before? Yeah. Like, come on. It's Vegas. Places aren't closing down till ridiculous hours but yeah. all right whatever but I, I agree with you and i would say the only other critique i guess for the skills challenge i would have liked to see maybe a bounce pass or a, you know i have never watched the nba skills challenge so i'm not the one to talk about it but i feel mm-hmm. like they could have added one more event one more thing in it in the mm-hmm. whatever um now i i gotta throw some shade at you sorry but uh-huh. you were working so much that you didn't even notice the bugs <laughs>
1: Yeah, I am so confused. Honestly, like, I saw a tweet about that before I went, but I didn't see where it was. And I was just like, that's disgusting. And then everyone was talking about these bugs. And I, I walk the strip a lot. Like, I like to get up and walk as a lot of people probably know, like, I would get up at six and walk before I would walk for like three hours, because it's just cooler in the morning. And I did not notice any bugs. I also wear glasses and I don't wear them all the time. So maybe that was it. But uh, I, yeah, I, I had a completely different experience than everyone else. And honestly, I'm grateful for it. So.
0: <laughs> well, I, I do think they were coming out at night. I don't know how much they, cause I, when I was walking around during the day, I also yeah. didn't see them, but at night it was, it was.
1: Oh, okay. Was, well, That makes sense then. It,
0: it was like biblical plague. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah,
1: that's really gross.
0: And I've seen like articles about different Vegas restaurants, uh, serving, uh, the, the
1: hell no. Uh Yeah.
0: Right. Right.
1: No, (laughs) I'm, I'm good on that. I'm sorry. You had to do that.
0: Well, I saw, I heard, um, a WNBA player on Dallas, I'm blanking on who it was tweeted out that her Uber driver.
1: Isabel Harris.
0: Yes. She said her Uber driver was (laughs) opening the door to let him in so he could eat them.
1: That's disgusting. I'm not
0: to- wrong with that. That's not getting me the protein I need.
1: We need to have a dialogue, and we need to, yeah, shut that down. That's not okay. All
0: right, talk to me about how awesome it was to have a headlining act of Liz Cambage, Iggy Azalea, and Snoop, D-O-W-G.
1: Yeah, I mean, I got to follow Liz around the whole weekend, which was really awesome. I've been a fan for of hers for a really long time, not just from, like, what she does on the court, which obviously is amazing. But I, I think like the type of person that she is, it is, I mean, completely opposite than how I am. Like (laughs) I'm very quiet, but I really admire like she stands up for herself. She speaks her mind. She, um, I really like how open she is with like mental health and struggles that she's gone through. And, um, I, I treated it, but like spending the weekend with her, like, She really does whatever she wants and is very unapologetic about that, but could not be like a nicer person, like took the time to sit down with me. And like, I mean, there was a lot it was a really busy weekend and there was a lot of drama and she just apologized for that. And like, I got to show her the pictures that I took of her and she was like blown away by them. And then afterwards, like thanked me once I went home, like on Twitter, thanked me and Uh, sent me messages and like just a lot that she didn't have to do. And just being able to follow her around, she's like such an interesting and like complex person. And just to see that firsthand, like her group of friends are so nice. They were so welcoming. Um, Yeah. I I can't say like enough good things about her. Every WNBA player I've spent time with has been super nice. And I I just think like the league could have marketed her performance a little better and also like could have they should they're not really marketing her correctly because like if I were to just follow the league accounts I would have no idea that she DJs and like does all this other stuff and I think that's so cool Um, I think in general the league kind of does drops the ball on like highlighting all these players and what they do off the court because it's really I think that's like part of the most interesting thing Um, yeah I kind of went went long on that answer but
0: no, you're, like, first of all, you're 100%
1: right. Yeah. Just the fact that, like, those people wanted to meet her and wanted to perform with her, like, that in itself, like, she's a brand. Like, she's probably the biggest star in terms of, like, I mean, obviously, Candace Parker is a huge star, Maya Moore, Diana Taurasi, but, like, all the other stuff that Liz does that's not on court, I would probably say she's the biggest, like, personality and brand and asset to the league right now. Um, And I just don't think that they're, like, taking advantage of that, which kind of makes me sad.
0: Oh, 100%. I mean, I think a a, a constant complaint about the league, and I hope that Kathy takes this or listens or hears about (laughs) her, is, uh, no, it's just, like, I mean, it's the constant five, as I always say. Like, these five players that you are just consistently, like, promoting, and I get that. I understand that. You know, small amount of resources, small amount of whatever. But at the end of the day, you have so much individuality – And you have so much different personality. Liz is a great example of that. Uh, Courtney Williams is a great example of that. Diamond to shields. Erica, we like we could go on and on and on. And yes, if there's players who don't want to be in the spotlight and don't want the attention and marketability, fine. That's cool. But I haven't come across any of those players yet. And all the, and we just need to find a way they need to find a way to promote them more. I completely agree. Um, Yeah. First of all, I will say I'll throw some shade at the league. Um, I from my understanding, and, and anyone can correct me if I'm wrong, there was a disconnect between the concert and the league. Yeah. Um well, the, and the first like yeah.
1: The concert was run by Mandalay, right? Or MGM.
0: Yeah. So, so I think so, there was
1: like a disconnect between MGM and the league. Like the well, entire I think
0: part of the problem was that just like it the concert was run by MGM and not the league. So exactly. because that was happening. The league kind of stepped away to what you were saying. They needed to do a better job of promoting that, even if they're not directly involved in it. And I can get it. You know, you have a, a rapper who has some inappropriate songs performing, um, but he's also someone who's extremely vocal and supportive of, of you know, the female athletes yeah. out there. I mean, we it's all saw us talking great. about the USA team and whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I agree. I mean, I don't know what you were saying about like, how many other interesting personalities there are like Erica Wheeler. That was a perfect example of that. Um, I mean, I didn't really know her story, uh, until now. And like, those are the types of stories in the NBA that really get me and like get people working for a sports company. Like those types of stories are, uh, the ones that are worth telling. Like we, we posted her speech on our national account It did really well. And like, no one even knows, who she is, which is a shame. It's kind of, that's kind of what, like, I've started doing this, like, photo series. Uh, I I started with um, Jordan Canada, like, a couple weeks ago, um, just because I think that she's, like, one of the coolest players in the league, not just, like, her on court. Her game is really, really fun to watch, but her, she's, like, the nicest person ever, and I'm just trying to, like,
0: tell... And a world-class singer.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I found that out, too. I wish I would have, like, recorded something. But um, I'm going back for a playoff game, so maybe I can do that. Um, But I just think that there's so many women in the league that have really interesting stories and aren't the five that you're talking about. And, like, people don't know what they – people don't like what they don't know. So unless someone like Erica Wheeler has, like, that moment – where she is able to shine and get that press. Like if the league's not doing it, it's not going to happen. And that's why I've started doing this like photo series thing. I have a couple other planned. Like I'm doing one with Lexi Brown in Minnesota. Cause I think she's like basically a star, yeah. <laughs> like just oh, yeah. personality. And then her game, like to me is amazing. Um, and then I'm going to LA uh, in two weeks and trying to plan some stuff. Like, I don't know in my eyes, like if the league's not going to do it, like I don't have a huge platform, but uh, I love photography and I like telling stories through that. So if I can help out in that way and like just help market the league, like even like those fanny packs they gave out to media, like I tweeted about that and like it went crazy. And so many people DM'd me and asked me like, where can I buy one? And I was like, shit, like I don't. No, am I allowed to swear on this? I don't. Know. But yeah, I was like, well, I don't know. Like they just gave them out to media, and I ran into people from the league, and I was, they were like, we're so happy you tweeted about the fanny packs. I'm like, you should sell them. Like they're really cool, and I am wearing mine like all the time, and it's like a perfect, it's perfect marketing. I don't know, they're almost there. They just need like a little bit of help.
0: They, they need that little push. I mean, I, I got it. And the second I got it, because my fiance had already seen you tweet about it immediately texted me and was like, did you get it already? Okay. Bring it over to me. I need that.
1: That's amazing. So,
0: yeah. I was like, all right, cool. I better, better do this. If you know, happy, happy life. Um, But all right, talk to me because I think too, this was an all-star game that if you want to be cynical was lacking star power. And I, People have said that I don't agree with that statement, but people have said that I think I understand where they're coming from. But two people really, really shined this weekend. We talked about Erica Wheeler. Another person that I really want to mention is Diamond De Shields. Um, just about to I mean, if you,
1: right? I've like,
0: have spoken you spoken to her? Because she is an amazing personality.
1: Well, I spoke to her in the locker room because I went in before the game to get like some uh, photos of people's sneakers, and she was eating like a. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and I rudely interrupted her and asked if I could take a photo of her shoes. But like, she to me like looks like a star. Just the way she like dresses on the court, obviously with the glasses, and then she has like a calf uh, sleeve, and like I don't know. She just reminds me of like she looks like she's like from like the eighties or something. Um, and obviously, like the way she plays is super exciting. Um, She's so fun to watch. She seems like the nicest person ever. I was, like, so excited that I got that photo of her when she, like, walked out and did the Megan Rapino like, celebration. Yeah. I just think, like, she has so much personality. Her She dresses amazingly. And, uh, I mean, just their, like, flight when they were delayed, I was following her story. And, like, she was just having fun with it and laughing and obviously, like, not ideal situation. Um, but I just think that whole Sky team, like, they're really – they have a lot of really cool personalities, a lot of star power. Um, yeah, I think she was, like, one of the highlights of the weekend for sure.
0: I have to say um, she has this element to her that mm-hmm. there's very few el- athletes that have it. I call it that, like, that star sprinkle or whatever. Yeah. Diana i I remember, like, the first time I met Diana Taurasi, like, she has it without a doubt. The first time you speak to her, you immediately get it. Yeah. Sue Bird. Yeah. She has that. Lindsay Whalen, she has that. Diamond DeShields has that. And mm-hmm. this league would be doing a giant disservice to themselves and the growth of women's sports if they did not highlight her and give her as much camera time as she will do.
1: I think they will. I think she's kind of like forcing that now. Not like forcing it, but like in the age where like social media is around, like I think fans are kind of pushing that because even if the league isn't – uh identifying that now that we have social it's like it's very clear that people are talking about her and she's super exciting and everyone wants to watch her play and wants to hear what she has to say so hopefully the league like listens that and catches i mean there are so many young uh stars in the league that like have that i mean not to her like degree with like charisma and stuff but the the young players like it's a new wave and i think there are just so many that have uh, at least a little bit of like that swag or star power that you're talking about.
0: Oh, I definitely think you're right about that. And Jordan Canada's, I haven't personally spoken to her, so I don't want to, you know, say that she has that. But just watching her game, she has that if, or that, I don't know, whatever you want to call it.
1: She's like, um, the game is great. I, I had just never met someone so nice before. She's like very chill. And after the weekend that I spent with her, she like thanked me so much for like, all the photos I took of her and I like made sure um, to get her on like league fits. Cause like everyone wants to get on league fits now and like slam and BR kicks and stuff. And she was just so grateful. And then, I mean, when I did that with Liz last weekend, she was so grateful too. It's just like working with NBA players. I kind of, uh, they're really nice too, but like they get so much coverage that they don't really, you're supposed to be like honored to cover them instead of like, WNBA players who are honored that you're covering them. And I'm just such a fan that I am always shocked when they're so nice.
0: Oh yeah. You're you are hitting it on the head on this one. All right. Let, let's move on to post-all-star game. Well, Looking forward to the rest of the season. Yeah. All right. Gets this. I mean, this is this is crunch time. We haven't really seen any team break away from the pack. Do you have any predictions for the rest of the season that you want to talk about?
1: Uh so I guess I just have takes in general. Uh, I think that the Sun – I don't – I mean, I really like their team and they have a lot of really good players. But to me, they remind me of, like, the Milwaukee Bucks and that, like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to fall for it. <laughs> like, I, obviously they got out pretty early last year and I just think that, like, they're regular season teams that do really well. Um, and then they kind of fall apart in the playoffs and I feel like no shade. I, gu- I mean, I guess it is, but like, I don't really believe in the sun.
0: First of all, I'm gonna give you some snaps for that one because I have been, I, it's like fool me once, shame on you, exactly. fool me twice, shame on me. And and now it's like, all right, the, the only thing they can prove at this point is by doing something in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: um, also, like, all right, what else do
1: I don't watch a ton of Mystics games because I, if I'm being honest, I'm so happy them.
0: I'm so happy them.
1: <laughs> they don't really, like, I love Natasha Cloud. Obviously, Elena Geladon is amazing. Um, and, like, I love Christy Tolliver. But uh, I think their style of play, like, doesn't interest me as much. Like, I really love watching the Sky. Lynx, obviously. Aces, obviously. Um, but for some reason, like, I maybe the Mystics are just too, like, surgical and good. Um, but to their, like, when I watch their games, I just, they it seems kind of predictable to me. But I could, I mean, I could see them in the finals easily. Um, the Aces, like, I feel like they haven't reached their potential yet. Um, and I could see them getting out pretty early just because, like, they're... Bench players are so good. But, like, I don't know. Derek Hamby needs more minutes. Um, and I don't know if... Everything
0: you're saying, i freaking love. What? Every- everything you're saying, I am just 100% on board with. So, keep, keep
1: going. Um, yeah, I just don't know that they've, like, figured out the best way to put their team together yet. So, it might take, like, one more year. Um, when I went to that Storm game, I watch a lot of Storm games. Um, and they've just like, they have so many good players. Like, obviously they have Sue, Brandon Stewart and Jewel Lloyd was out for a little bit, but like, um, obviously Natasha Howard, um, Alicia Clark, like Jordan is an awesome floor general. Uh, Mercedes.
0: How amazing. Okay. Real, real quick. She is not getting enough attention. I understand yeah. she's standing next to a possible MVP candidate and this the star-studded roster you just went over, but you're talking about yeah. a player who got cut by the team that drafted her, bounced around teams for a little bit, made it onto a roster last year, and now is starting for the defending champions, playing, in my opinion, all-star caliber games.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, she does not get enough credit, but... When I went to that game, like, they just – And then, like, Sammy Woodcomb is so good. Um, and Zealous, like, just watching her, I was sitting right next to the bench, and she is, like, the ultimate hype man and, like, hyping everybody up and just plays, like, 120%. I just was so blown away by their team. Like, they're really impressive to me. Um, so, like, I'm not sure – since, it's, since we have, like, no idea and there are so many good teams this year, like, with the one-game uh, playoff series thing, like, any like literally anything could happen. Like, I could see the Lynx, like, making it a couple rounds. It'll be interesting because they usually just get buys all the way. Um, but, yeah, we've had a ton of injuries in the Lynx, so we'll see. But one game, the like, the one-game playoff series is going to be super interesting this year, especially because, like... The sky, I don't know, anything. All the teams that will be at the bottom are still really good.
0: You led perfectly to our final question. You're, <laughs> you. I, I'm going to let you put on the the Lynx fandom on your shoulders. Tell me and tell Minnesota Hell yeah. why the Lynx are about to win it all.
1: Hell yeah. Well, every time Lexi Brown starts going off, I'd say that the Lynx are going to win it all. Um I just think, like, obviously people thought it was a rebuilding year, but Cheryl Reeve has, does such a good job. Um, I mean, Odyssey Sims, all-star. Still, it's really cool to see, like, mostly the offense run through her. Um, obviously, she's, like, a powerhouse. Um, like, Lexi Brown, obviously off the bench, like, has scored, like, 20 points two games this year off the bench. Um Trying to think who else. Oh, Fee, obviously, Rookie of the Year. Um, she needs to take more shots, I think. But um, we've had so many injuries. Uh, but, I i mean, our defense this year has been awesome. I wouldn't want, if I were any other team, wouldn't want to face us in, uh, like, a one-game series. Uh, Moan is coming back soon. So, like, no. teams are deep, but so are we.
0: Yeah, and 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 think about it this way: Do you really want to face one of the greatest coaches in WNBA history in a one or done that has no. a former Finals MVP, MVP, like Rookie of the Year, right? Like people. Oh yeah, I, look, we can talk about it, but in my opinion, you're totally right. Like at the yeah. end of the day, this team has like I similar to what you were saying about the Aces. I don't think we've even seen what this Lynx team can do because when the offense gets going the defense is kind of lackluster. When the defense gets going, the offense stumbles yeah. a little bit. So I, I'm excited. And also, I, all right, we don't know if Maya's coming back. We don't know if Brunson's coming back. But just imagine this. Imagine those two players and a healthy Simone come back next season. Yeah. With this roster, you're going to have to make some tough cuts. And as, you know, Eric Beck, our our W our Winsider Lynx reporter, said, that might be the deepest roster if those two players come back and, and, or three players, I guess. And that's just, yep. that's a crazy thought. And we
1: have uh, Kareemah, Chris was Kelly's injured. Uh, I was really she sad had... that Jessica Shepard oh, tore God. ACL. She was like, she literally grabbed every rebound, like looked like Brunson, like in her, just like offensive rebound, defensive rebound. Like she just seems like such a nice person and, uh, she was like a fan favorite just from like the beginning. I was really disappointed to see her get injured. But, yeah, we have so many people injured that will come back. And, I mean, I think Maya is going to come back, but we'll see, I, I,
0: guess. I Anybody who likes basketball has to hope that she comes back. And I completely agree. I think interesting about Shepard is you would have this debate of who's the, the rookie of the year between two players on the same roster, if you ask me. Yeah,
1: she was that, playing so well.
0: And, and the combination of her and Fee together, it was almost yeah, this mindset of, right like, right. we came from winners and we're going to continue to win. I don't care where we are. Yep. They just exactly. they bought into the system. All right. Uh, I've kept you long enough, Meredith. Tell me <laughs> where they can find you. Where, where can the people find you?
1: Uh, you can find me um, at M-U-R-R-M-I-N-K-S. That's where I am.
0: Boom, boom, boom. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate appreciate.
1: <laughs> thank paying. you for having me. I, I was so excited when you asked. I was like, this is such an illustrious podcast. I'm honored to be invited. All right.
0: Well, I don't take compliments well. So as we always say, we believe the players of the W and its community deserve the same in-depth analysis and respect that men's sports receive on a daily basis. With that in mind, please consider joining our Patreon community to help support us in the hard work that we do.